Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. And, of course, go to sunburymotors.com. Best cars, big selection anywhere. Of course, make sure you check out sunburymotors.com for the latest on their makes and models that are all set for purchase. As of right now, at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Steve Jones coming up soon from the Sunbury Motor Studio. So Loaded show here today. Now, whenever. Uh, it's yeah. to be with everybody today. So we're going to. Hey, Jermaine, you're the uh, athletic director of Bucknell. Hey. Uh, okay, now we get this year. <laughs> 3.30, huh? 3.35? That is correct. And also Joe Giuliano today on the show looking forward to that um, the a couple quick notes uh, the PIAA says they're still you know they're still going forward with the idea they're playing so we'll start there uh, and that's how you need to approach what's what's going on with this. You have to keep, you know, while those at the top have to then make decisions, uh, the rest of us have to sit there and have to continue to approach life as if there's going to be seasons. Because you don't want to be sitting there and they say, hey, we're having a season. Say, well, gee, I didn't think they would. I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Uh... So that's what you have to do. So the PIAA said, hey, look, we're still mo- moving forward as if we're playing. Perfectly fine. Same story with everybody in Division One college football, FCS. Um, and that's how you have to approach it. We talked yesterday about Penn State's numbers, which obviously were what you're hoping for. We then mentioned how Ohio State is back to voluntary workouts. But here's the issue I have with with that, just so you know, Matt. I had to work hard to find that story. See, it's a headline, and it's boom, boom, blaring out when it's, they had to suspend. Okay, that's fine. To me, it's like the the equivalent of the correction in the newspaper. It's always in the on the second page, in the corner, and basically says, "Whoops, sorry about that." 
You have to you have to find certain things. You have to look. You know, you have to take the time and, and actually look up something specific. So you find it because you know if I hadn't mentioned the Ohio State thing, would you have ever known it that they're back working out again? That they 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 only they only like stop for like what five five and a half days. I mean, would you have known that? I think Matt left. Matt quit. That would be a no. I mean, I mean that that's what strikes me about about this. Okay. Oh no! And then when you explain later that uh, okay, they're back working out. Like you can't find the story, really. Find that to be amazing. Same thing with Kansas State. Kansas said, oh, they had to suspend. You know Kansas State's back working out again, right? I mean, that's... Now, Kansas State is not football-wise going to, with all due respect to the wonderful people of Manhattan, Kansas, uh, Kansas State's not going to move the needle. But they're back working out. Maryland, I uh, haven't heard yet about Maryland yet. Maryland was suspended. They had nine positives, Maryland did, but they were very quick to point out, like, hey, don't sit there and think they're all the football team. Don't think that. So it is, you actually have to sit there and actually go through and do your, you know, uh, and do research to find out certain things. So the PIAA wants to keep going. So far in FBS, they want to keep going. Patriot League, like the Ivy League, nothing in the fall. Uh, PSAC, Nothing in the fall. Zion Williamson, by the way, did leave the uh, uh, the bubble because of a family matter. And got permission to do so, by the way. I mean, the only reason I think they're doing this 2014 tournament is because he's there. <laughs> um, so. I think that, you know, that's now that's me being cynical. Okay. 
but the only reason they you know they put this together was so they could get uh, somebody said oh yeah John Moran too yeah 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 okay John Moran's fine he's a good player but uh, and I think he's going to be an all star for a long period of time to come but Zion Williamson moves the needle <laughs> he moves the needle then uh, they say hey look you know the team is completely behind him in terms of uh, getting back to. Um, getting him back into the bubble once whatever this happens to be is resolved. But I I have found it interesting that When you look at, for example, let's take Kansas State. One of the players that tested positive uh, was Jonathan Alexander, who's their senior defensive back. Okay? So they paused summer workouts when 14 players tested positive in a span of a week. Well, they're back working again. Okay. Ohio State, back working again. Same story. Okay. The only time Kansas State that you heard about it was when they suspended workouts. All right? You heard about the University of Houston. University of Houston, suspended workouts. Big story. Uh, guess what? The University of Houston, for the past week, has resumed their workouts. I mean, this is the eighth day they've worked out since since coming back. Did, did you even know that the University of Houston resumed workouts? They And what they did was they had six positive tests. It was six that, that had them stop. Six. But did you know that they were back working out? When Houston suspended a workout, it was a huge story. Kansas State, story. Ohio State, when they did, gigantic story. What do all three have in common? All three are working out today. To my knowledge, Maryland is the only one not working out right now. And I wouldn't doubt that by Monday they're back. I'm just saying nobody ever, when it comes to a pause, it's a headline. And justifiably, justifiably it is a headline. No getting around it. Okay? It's a headline. But whenever the team goes back, you never know about it. 
Why? Matt, I don't know why we don't know when the, when the team goes back. Why do you have to search far and wide and be specific in your search? I, I don't understand that. It's a good question, and I think that's journalistically irresponsible. I know for I mean, our, on our end, we try to we try to be transparent and yes, so and so or this person or this group or whatever stopped and now they're back. And the same and thing I'm for the ta- SEC too. Especially Clemson, LSU, that had Abbott had had over a dozen players, almost two dozen right. players. Where's and that? Cle- look, and, and when Clemson announced what they've had with thirty-seven players, we talked about it. You have to talk about it. LSU too, when they had what was it, twenty-three? Right. I think it was. Right when Houston suspended, we talked about it. When Kansas State suspended, we talked about it. When Ohio State suspended, we absolutely talked about it. And we talked about Maryland last week. Maryland, by the way, tested 185 athletes and staff members. So it's 185 athletes and staff members. And again, as they point out, like, right, it did not release which teams had positives, but they did make a point like, hey, don't assume all nine are in football because they aren't. Okay? So what was the positivity rate? 4.86%. That's typical of all these positive tests. Hey, that's why you, like I talked about with baseball, I expected baseball, I was shocked at how how small the number was. I had said before baseball announced its testing that we could see 110, 120 positive tests. They had 66. Maryland tested 185, nine positives. You don't want any, one zero. You want what, what Penn State's been getting. But again, so they're the fourth program, I believe, to pause. The other three are back working again. And you sit back and you, you look at this thing and you say, okay. It is a gigantic story when somebody pauses. Absolutely right. It's also a story when they go back. Because guess what? You went back because now you feel like you've got something, you know, back on track. You got test results that told you you can go back. And, you know, that's why I shake my head about some of this. It's it's not because it's not the sexy um, headline. It becomes that page two in the corner correction. Now, we're sorry we printed that. And look, we've got enough. Everywhere you turn, you feel like there's, okay, there's a problem in this state. The governor at his press conference yesterday deliberately took the 330 time slot. I'm telling you, he's out to get us. And the 406 time slot. Yeah, He's out to get us. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I understand he feels that when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at uh, this time slot, this radio station, he knows ratings wise when the getting's good. 
But that is... That's what I find interesting. Jermaine Trex coming up, the athletic director at Bucknell. A lot of questions to ask, a lot of answers to be had. We'll determine whether he'll ask the questions and whether I'll give the answers. <laughs> or if we'll just do it the standard way. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels, Warson. Great, great, great deals to be had right now. With that, we are very pleased to bring in Jermaine Truax, who was... Recently just celebrated his second anniversary of being on the job. <laughs> You're thinking, I never had to go through this in my life. Uh, none of us have. Jermaine, welcome to the show. It's really great to have you with us. Thanks a lot for your time. Well, great uh, great to be with you all today. Thanks for uh, having me. Obviously, much rather would be discussing our, our return and excitement surrounding that, but obviously that's not where we are, but good to be with you uh, nevertheless. Uh, always, it's, it's great to have you with us. Okay, so... When it came time for decision time, what were the aspects that were openly discussed in the Patriot League? Did the Ivy League have any influence over it? No, I think, you know, we, we start with health and safety. Uh, and so that that's our top priority. It's paramount for us. And we begin there, and then we, we work backwards from, from that point on. And so uh, we've certainly, as athletic directors, in the league have been talking about uh, just resocialization for the last several months, really. Uh, and here at Bucknell, ours began with the NCAA's resocialization document uh, that is was developed by some of the best medical professionals and brightest minds in the country, from foreman surgeon generals to medical doctors, professors. So we've used that as the basis of return here on campus, and I know a number of other uh, conferences and uh, institutions use that as well. Uh, and so, and if you recall, probably several weeks ago now, the Patriot League Council of Presidents issuing guidance regarding a potential return to play. Uh, so, you know, it was just a different environment then. And as we just see the, the rise in cases, uh, just the health and safety factors, not only for our student athletes, but also for uh, the general campus community. Uh, so those are factors as we try here at Bucknell to return our uh, kids to uh, campus and our 
faculty and staff. And so there's so many decisions, but broadly and uh, most importantly, it's is can we do it in a safe and effective manner? Uh, and right now, that that answer is just it's pretty pretty uncertain. Um, but also, we just didn't feel like we could we could get there, and so that led to the ultimate decision uh, by the presidents to um, cancel fall sports season, which obviously I'm very supportive of. Jermaine, was there any discussion of the possibility of fall sports in an uncertain time potentially being played in the spring for the 2021 year? Yeah, that's a, that's something that is on the, the table for us. Now, obviously, we don't know what what that would hold. Uh, as I've said a number of times now, I'm, I'm as uncertain now in some aspects as I was back in March when this all, all started. And so, but that, if we can do it in a safe and effective manner, again, we'll start with that. And there's a way to do it in the, the spring. We're all tasked with uh, athletic directors in our league anyway, with trying to find creative ways to have a competitive season uh, in the spring. Now, Keep in mind that we have not made a decision on uh, winter sports yet, and so we have a little bit time on that, so the decision for winter sports will be made at a later date. I say that to say is we've shifted our focus to kind of that environment right now because there's still so much uncertainty about uh, the spring, what other conferences will do. Uh, I saw today another conference decided to make the same decision. Uh, others may follow suit. And so we don't exactly know, obviously, what the spring will look like. But I can tell you if we can do it in a safe and effective manner, we're going to try to find creative ways to, to make that happen, even though there's no guarantee. When it comes to winter sports, are they actually on hold until uh, January 1, or is the door still open that winter sports could possibly begin around Thanksgiving or December, at least as possibilities on the table? Yeah, the possibility is still there, um, but that won't be made until, again, a a later date. And so, um, again, it really just is contingent upon – where we are in, in society in terms of uh, the number of cases. Is there a vaccine or is there effective treatment or vaccine? Um, how are we managing campus here when we return our, our student athletes and our uh, general population? Uh, how are schools in our league doing with that? Uh, as we know, there's uh, we're spread out in our league from you know urban areas to uh, densely populated areas to more rural. So all those factors go into it uh, and so there is a possibility um, and again there's certainly uh, hope and I think we all from um, our campus communities to presidents and athletic directors obviously our student athletes and coaches uh, but that decision will be made at a later time um, but again going back to uh, can we do it in a safe environment and so that's that's the key question for all of this. I know uh, from Dave Cicchini to the other coaches on your staff, they certainly understood completely the decision. But still, how tough was it to tell them that this fall it wasn't going to happen? Oh, it's heartbreaking and uh, disappointing, certainly. And, you know, oftentimes we we live in our bubble. But these aren't easy decisions for uh, presidents to, to make either. And so it's heartbreaking for for all of us. And so, again, presidents, ADs, coaches, student-athletes, our fans who want to uh, see us play and who support us, uh, obviously our, our student-athletes being our, our most important. And so they've been working hard and preparing uh, all summer, all, all spring, uh, to come back and play in the fall. And when that gets taken away, obviously that's that's central to what, what we do. Sometimes I, I say, you know, it's 
we think about our jobs and, and we work 40 hours a week and our, our student athletes practice a lot, you know, 20 hours a week and they put on a lot of time and their paycheck is game day. Uh, and so not having that is certainly uh, difficult for them. Uh, but our, our student athletes are smart. They get it. They can uh, evaluate what's going on around them, what's happening in society. And as tough it is, uh, they, they understand it. Uh, and, again, I suspect that other leagues uh, will, will make the same decision. All right. Uh, for you personally, when you you know you've been on this job now for two years, obviously it's a tough period to take anything through. But what do you see as the potential of Bucknell in the in the Patriot League and all sports across the board? Because you've made three critical hires, and all three have so far have panned out really well. Well, you know, I, I say this a lot. I, I start with the, the Patriot League. I always feel like if we just take care of business in our, our league, uh, obviously we have some affiliate leagues, but if we just take care of business in our league, the rest of it kind of takes care of itself. Uh, you know, we've had historically here broad-based programming here with the, the President's Cup in our, our league. So we've been very successful in a, a number of our sports, but we're going to continue to to invest strategically in our sports and compete for Patriot League or conference championships because that really sets us up for what we're trying to do uh, nationally. And so uh, I think the potential is through the roof. I, I truly believe this is the preeminent uh program in the Patriot League, and uh, we'll continue to invest in not only winning, but developing our, our student-athletes holistically, um, and so we, we have a tremendous space in leadership and student-athlete enrichment and providing a lot to our student-athletes. Uh, I always talk about the two things we we uh, prioritize are health and safety and, and well-being of our student-athletes, but then also student-athlete experience. But there's no question our student-athletes are competitive, they want to win, they want to have a good experience, and I for me, within our league, our, our potential is through the roof, and we're going to continue to make uh, strategic investments to, to make sure we, we remain and continue to be the preeminent program in, this, in the Patriot League. Without getting into specifics, what does this do for the budget? But at the same time, is there a domino effect in 21 and 22 because of not having something in the fall of 20? Yeah, I think uh, you see it not only within athletics, but in the, the broader campuses, and not just Bucknell, everywhere. Uh, there's certainly uh, impacts to the, the budget. Uh, there's some things we were able to do in terms of uh, saving, uh, but certainly uh, when we just look at our, our intake from either ticket sales or revenue distribution from not having an NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament, uh, so there's been several hits to the budget. There, there's no doubt about that, and so... We'll have to be be smart uh, over the next uh, not only this this year, uh, but you know these are several years to to try to get back to, to kind of where we were. And so, um, yeah, without really going getting granular, I mean, there's there's no doubt. And so we'll we'll look at our our budget, uh, we'll evaluate it, we'll be strategic. Uh, we we can do things to whether it's minimizing travel uh, and trying to do some regional scheduling, things like that to help reduce and, and save some money uh, while we're in this uh, environment. We, we certainly will. Um, but again, we're not alone in that. You can you can look across the country and see uh, just the economic hit to, to universities as a whole and uh, athletics isn't immune to that. And of course there was, you know, the, the uh, fundraising record total of $2.9 million. All right. Uh, how critical now is it going to be to keep those fundraising pipelines available so you can keep Bucknell Athletics where you really prefer it to be? 
Absolutely critical. Uh, I was just inspired by our uh, alums and donors and supporters. Um, I've certainly witnessed it in my short time here, but to, to come through in uh, uncertain times when people are dealing with their own uh, financial uh, difficulties and hardship and to still make the level of financial commitment that our supporters did to you know, our Bison Club to support our student athletes and coaches, absolutely uh, phenomenal. It's actually giving me uh, chills right now as I say it. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't do it without them. There's no question about that. Uh, we recognize, again, people are going through their own uncertainty uh, in their own families, uh, but the level of commitment by our uh, supporters has been absolutely phenomenal, and we're going to continue to need that, and you know, more now than ever, uh, potentially, uh, given our previous conversation about just the, the hit to our budget, but I have absolutely no doubt, if history is any indicator, I have no doubt that our, our supporters will continue to, to support us and, and step up and, and help us uh, be uh, what, what I talk about a lot, and that's being the preeminent program in the Patriot League. I have to ask you what the experience was like in 2018 when Loyola went to the Final Four and the and with Porter Moser and company. What was it like for you to be a part of that? And of course, Sister Jean received so much publicity along the way with all that. Well, it was certainly a, a special experience, and Sister Jean now over a, a hundred. Uh, it just yeah. You you couldn't make a, a better story, a better script. A, a great group of young men, great group of coaches and uh, support staff. Uh, just a phenomenal experience. And, you know, the, the Cinderella was real. And think about it, and I, I, I think I have a good memory, but I, I can almost replay every single uh, game, particularly the critical <laughs> moment. Uh, and I, I, I can tell you this, if you just hit the reset button and you say, you know what, you're going to be in the Final Four against uh, Michigan and have a double-digit lead with 10 minutes to go in the, the game, I think if you hit the reset, we'd take that uh, day now, would take that uh, any day of the week and play the last 10 minutes and have a shot to, to go to a national championship. But just a phenomenal experience, but also it, it does demonstrate what athletics can do uh, for a university, really help put Loyola Chicago on the, the map, the way the, the city rallied around us and the way the country rallied around us, uh, and it couldn't have happened to a, a better group of young men. Uh, and so it's a great experience. And you know we've had uh, some history here, uh, winning in the, the tournament as well, and we know how that galvanizes the, the community. And so uh, that's that's one of our goals. Uh, again, let's here at Bucknell get back to the, the NCAA tournament. Uh, let's win a win a game or two, and you know let's have a great experience. We were close on the women's side, uh, not last year, but the, the year before. Uh, yep. Florida State had a shot to uh, take the game into overtime. Actually, two shots, uh, but we missed them both. But uh, that's exactly where we want to be uh, with our basketball programs. But there's no doubt when you do athletics the, the right way, um, it can can really um, shine a positive light on your, your institution. And we hope to bring that here at Bucknell like it's done historically, but ramp it up even more as we, we head into the future. I mean, to do your job, the, the the smarts, the intelligence, but the work ethic that you've got to pour into it every single day are so important. In your experience, what do you lean on now with all the various stops you've made and maybe a mentor that was critical to you that you you draw upon now that helps you in these tough times? 
Yeah, well, certainly. You know, I've been doing this for well over a decade now, and so there's some experiences to draw upon. And, you know, I've been at a number of different uh, institutions and different climates and different cultures and different uh, challenges. And so certainly uh, my experience helps. But also I lean on an excellent uh, senior staff team. Uh, so my yeah. uh, admin staff, they're just absolutely phenomenal. And to be able to to work in this space and come with various experiences and skill sets to, to help me lead. Uh, I think any good leader would tell you they can't do it alone. You need good people. So I certainly rely on uh, my senior staff and we have great coaches as well who have uh, tremendous ideas about how to support. You know, I get texts all the time from them asking what they can do to help. Anything they can do, uh, they're more than willing to do it. And so just really a great group. And I certainly have mentors across the country as well. But um, I'm just heartened by you know, my own staff and, and coaches and the way our student-athletes respond. So just leaning leaning a lot on them because, again, you can't do it alone. Uh, and so and I certainly don't try to do it alone. Uh, and so uh, my, my team here is phenomenal and help, help us get through these times. Okay. Uh... Uh, we talked about the football part of it. You mentioned that still to come would be the winter sports discussion. The athletic directors are in contact all the time. But when do you think is the next time where like, it is really decision time, where you have to make one? How close is that? Hard to say. Uh, again, I think the focus now, at least for us here at uh, Bucknell, will be transitioning our campus community back to uh, yeah. to classes and to, to work. And so we have a stated goal of uh, August 17th and uh, to be back here on campus. So that's going to be the, the primary focus. Our student athletes will return at the same time as our general student body, which is different, uh, obviously, with competitions. They usually return a little earlier. Uh, so that's going to be the focus. Uh, and then, uh, you know, ultimately we'll, we'll assess and evaluate. Uh, so there's been no specific, uh, hey, we need to make a decision by this date. It's let's shift our focus to returning our our campus community in a safe and effective way, and then we'll reassess uh, here in the in the coming weeks about what we'll do for the winter. Uh, and again, ultimately, it's the the decision of the presidents. You know, my job is to uh, recommend to our president, uh, John Brodman here, who's done a fun, phenomenal job of leading us through through this. You know, my job is to make the, the recommendation, uh, right. and he'll make a decision not only in athletics but uh, across campus about and uh, how we'll, we'll operate. And so um, my job is to give him the best advice possible. Jermaine, has a decision been made about allowing fall sports athletes to continue to to do workouts during the course of the semester, or is that a decision that still has to be made? So it, it's uh, it'll be case by case basis, meaning institution by institution, and so uh, we're, we're permitted to do so. Uh, again, we need to find a way to do it in a, a safe way, effective way. Right. Uh, we're drawn again, as I stated earlier, on the NCAA's resocialization document about you know transitioning our student athletes back, not just for COVID uh, related reasons, but also you know, they, they've missed a lot of workouts or they will have missed a lot of workouts. So you think about other injuries, you think about being in the heat, think about soft yep. tissue issues. So we, we'll take our time. Again, we don't have competition, so that gives us more time to do things slowly, intentionally, safely. Um, so, yes, there's, the opportunity exists, so we're permitted to do so. We're working on ways now to, again, figure out how we can do that safely, effectively, and then a slow ramp up to a full steam ahead. Jermaine, I want to end this on a positive note. So we're going to take you back to Soika and Doug Birdsong with this call.
No God! No God! No God! <laughs> That's your play-by-play guy there, Jermaine. <laughs> He's one of a kind. He is one of a kind. So we're, we're lucky to have him. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I think the world of him. Thank you so much for your time and your your thoughtful answers. Appreciate it very much, and I think the audience appreciates it very much. Uh, Bucknell's very fortunate to have you at the helm. Appreciate it, and enjoy the show. Take care. Thank you. Jermaine Truax. Bucknell, uh, I think that uh, he gave a lot of very uh, direct honest answers. I mean, across the board, I think uh, in the end, if you sit there and you take a time to you know, you just said, this is the way it is, this is what we're doing, this is what we're considering, we get to take it on this basis, all the way through. Director of Athletics and Recreation at Bucknell, been on the job now for a little bit more than two years. Best is yet to come. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us. I had to play that for him just to make him feel No God! No God! No God! (laughs) Everyone knows, I think, the world of Doug. Think the world of him. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Jermaine Truax, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate that. Appreciate him very much. Joe Giuliano, Philadelphia Inquirer, next half hour. We'll talk with him about his thoughts on Penn State, Philadelphia sports. One day, Philadelphia tells you, no fans. Next day, they tell you, well, well, probably... uh, That probably wasn't the right approach to take.